You are listening to Multiversal You Podcast. I'm Andrea. Join me as I wrap up the relationship series with the ever so popular, over-romanticized Twin Flames. Although they're often depicted as the perfect love story, it's more like a grueling marathon. Stay tuned to find out the best ways to increase your stamina and gain the confidence you need to cross the finish line. Coming up next... Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I have thoroughly enjoyed making this series and hope that it's brought healing, clarity, and direction to your life. Although this is the last episode in the relationship series, it certainly isn't the least. This message hits close to home and has been very difficult for me to write. It's the part of my story that I've locked away in the dark recesses of my heart so that I could reach my purpose with no distraction. Now that I've stepped into my role as a spiritual teacher, it's time to take this vital piece of my journey out of the box. Subsequently, today's message is for all the twin flames out there that haven't reached union. May this teaching stabilize your spirit and revitalize you on the path to enlightenment. So what are twin flames? It's when a being of higher consciousness gets split into two separate bodies. Although spirit is all about balance, one person is equipped with more strength, wisdom, perseverance, and spiritual knowledge than the other. The reason for this is to ensure that neither gets stranded in the unknown and lost to the world. The weaker one will always be able to draw energy from its stronger half, no matter how far apart they are. Even if it doesn't feel like it, the leader of the two knows where they are at all times and can carry them both to the finish line. Because one soul exists as two people, each will have their fair share of healing to do before they can become whole again. So why do they exist? The purpose of all twin flames is to raise the earth's vibration by bringing unconditional love and balance. The only way to bring higher forms of energy into the world is by taking on a physical body and grounding it by your actions, essentially becoming a conduit. Duality exists only on the lower planes. When a soul balances the light and darkness within themselves, They move into neutrality, which exists outside this physical construct. In other words, the veil of darkness lifts from their eyes and hidden truths become clear. As I've said in previous episodes, you can see polarization playing out in every arena of life. It may not seem like it, but we're headed to a higher form of consciousness. You're all feeling the contractions right before the birth of a new world. Different types of light beings are here to ensure the earth remains in its evolutionary course. Groups like starseeds, 
a generation called the volunteers, which consists of souls who have never taken a physical form and come directly from source, twin flames, and more. All of them are here to harness light across the globe and are creating an indestructible grid of unconditional love. The only reason it seems like darkness is winning is because it's kicking and screaming on the way out. Do not be afraid as the next few years will be achy, but it's only growing pains. So how do you know if you're a true twin flame? Well, it all begins with a quote-unquote chance meeting, often described as a lightning bolt of mutual attraction and an odd sense of familiarity. Even though you've never met this person, it feels as if you've known them your whole life, not realizing that you're actually looking at the other half of your soul. Although the relationship develops quickly, it's usually short-lived because neither are physically prepared to harness the powerful spark within them. A breakup is inevitable and starts the separation phase, which is where healing of internal wounds from the past and current life occurs. The weaker, less developed one initiates the split and is often referred to as the runner. Immediately after the twin's departure, the stronger, more mature half begins the transformation process. They're known as the chaser. This phase is where many chasers struggle because there's a push-pull that happens. The more the chaser tries to pull the runner towards them, the more he or she pushes them away. One search online and countless threads pop up with one common question. Do all twin flames make it to union? Now, I understand the desperation behind this question. I can feel it. I felt it. But no amount of resources will ever satisfy your heart. Believe me. Because what you actually desire is to become whole again. And no one can give that to you except you. I'm not here to provide answers to any specific questions because the truth is, nothing is going to appease you. It might console you for moments at a time, but you'll always find yourself right back in desperation mode, just depleted and feeling hopeless. And how long are you willing to stay in that condition? No one can tell you if your runner is coming back. Every single contract is different. The purpose remains the same across the board, but there are a wide variety of terms that make each one unique because we all have different things we need to learn, different obstacles to overcome. Believe me when I tell you I know the pain you feel. The moment he walked away, my heart shattered into a million pieces and for a while, I felt lost. The only advice I can offer you is what worked for me. Settle it in your mind and heart that they're never coming back. Lock away that possibility where only you can find it. This accomplishes two things. Number one, it frees up excess energy that can be used towards healing yourself. And number two, it silences thoughts that bring depression, stagnation, and doubt. In the last episode, I talked about the start of my spiritual journey. Although I had no memory of the breakup, what really killed me 
was I never even got to say goodbye. I was overwhelmed with grief. My whole body ached and I was unable to eat or sleep for two days. On Sunday, October 15, 2006, I was lying on the floor beside my bed when my eyes caught sight of my Bible. I hadn't seen it in years and thought I had lost it. So I took it out and flipped it open to a random page. There was one verse highlighted. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Some of you might remember this quote from a previous episode. I referred to it as life support because this one verse stabilized me every time I flatlined. I suffered terrible panic attacks at night when thoughts of doubt cornered me in my room of silence. My body would shake uncontrollably as sweat covered my face, arms, and chest. But each time I spoke those words out loud, it brought me peace, confidence, and faith that everything was going to be okay. Eventually, it brought me to a place where I was finally able to say, I don't care if I live the rest of my life alone. I'm going to finish this journey. And if I go through all of this just to help one person out of their darkness, then it was well worth it. And I gladly do it all over again. You see, this journey has taught me this one vital truth. Nothing is impossible when you attach yourself to God. But you have to be open to receiving spirit in all forms or you'll miss out on some of the greatest moments in life. I look back and feel so blessed to have conquered that mountain of trial and tribulation. It seemed impossible in the beginning, but the only way to reach the top was to take it one step at a time. The experiences I've had along the way have brought me here with all of you. And this is just the beginning. But I would have never gotten here if I wasn't willing to accept the things that were beyond my control and change the ones that were. As soon as I started this race, I deleted all of my social media and anything else that might have deterred me from my path. Not only did that remove the temptation of searching for him, but it also prevented him from contacting me. Because one thing I knew was even if I did get him back, the result would have been the same because I was still the same. I've spent many years hiding all of my personal information online because I knew I wasn't ready to stand on my own. I wasn't ready to be found. But my time in the shadows has come to an end, which is why this message was so difficult for me to write. Spirit was trying to coax me back into the light, and I knew I was going to have to share this story. I never gave myself permission to think about it because I needed to preserve my energy. Until now. I could feel the series leading up to this teaching, and I tried everything I could to avoid writing about it. My guides finally asked, Why are you trying to circumvent this message? My answer? Because it's stirring up emotions I haven't felt since I began this journey almost 20 years ago. To which they replied, It's almost as if you still see yourself at the starting line, a runner with no experience, no training 
but you're far more than that. And it's time to face this chapter and move towards the finish line. The moment I heard that, the block was removed and information started flowing again. So here I am, close to the finish line, and I find myself happily going back through the race to encourage all the other runners who find themselves depleted and on the brink of giving up. Don't focus on the destination. Just take one small step after another. As I stated in the last episode, a bulk of my time was spent reading books and listening to spiritual teachers on faith. You can think of that as preparing the body for a strenuous workout by feeding it nutritious foods. The more you eat, the more fuel you'll have for your workout. And after those first four years were complete, I moved on to the next stage of my development, learning to properly lift and balance the barbell of light and darkness. In the fall of 2010, I began dating my best friend of two years. Our romance blossomed fairly quickly, and eventually we got married. I didn't realize until several years later that he was a karmic soul sent to help me along my path. I prefer to think of him as my personal trainer. (laughs) I'm sure he'd be okay with that. He listens to my podcast, so I gotta be careful with what I say. But back to what I was saying. Karmic relationships can be tumultuous, but highly effective for rapid growth. He exposed deep-rooted fears. Some I was aware of, and some came as a surprise. At each turn, I had to make a choice. Forgive him or call it quits. Forgiveness is an integral part of training, and I'll explain why in a minute. But our relationship was exhausting. A roller coaster of highs and lows. It felt like every time we took a step forward, we took two steps back. It was constant work, and there were so many times when I wanted to give up. In fact, one year I almost did, but something happened that changed my mind. I was sitting in our bed when I noticed a pinkish colored paper sticking out of the front pocket of my Bible. It was my birth certificate. Why it was in there, I don't know, but when I went to put it away with all the other important documents, I noticed the file date. Even though I was born at the beginning of February, it was filed on the day he was born, April 11th. I firmly believe that there is no such thing as coincidence, and that was enough to get me to stay and work it through. As I reflected on his actions, it made me recall some of my own. If I wasn't willing to forgive him, then I had no right to forgive myself. It may not have been the same offense, but rotten fruit is rotten fruit. Most importantly, revisiting this fork in the road time and time again set me up for something I least expected, forgiving my other half for walking away. They were only doing what they were destined to do, but it still hurt. And if I couldn't extend that courtesy to him, why on earth would I expect him to do it for me? What I did to him was so much worse, and the only apology he deserved from me was changed behavior, and that's something only time could deliver. I advise all of my chasers to put aside your egos every chance you get, 
so that if your runner comes back, you can welcome them with open arms. If you're not willing to do that, then there's room for growth. As for me, each year brought new trials, new fears, new struggles. Every time I successfully completed a set, more weights were added to the barbell. It tested my strength, endurance, and commitment to God. At each level, I quickly recognized the obstacles and applied the techniques that brought success time and time again. The more I grew, the more our relationship became stable. The internal storms were dissipating and my environment was reflecting that. The final two years of our relationship were a walk in the park. And unbeknownst to us, we had reverted back to friends. The change was so subtle that neither of us noticed it. And one day, I looked at him and felt an overwhelming sense of completion. My training was done. And I knew, if I stayed with him, neither of us would reach our full potential. Shortly after that realization, the universe began sending me signs and giving me nudges towards the next phase of my life. When I brought this to his attention, he didn't get upset or mad like I thought he would. He understood what I was saying and agreed to revert to friends. As soon as we began the separation process, new opportunities came knocking on both our doors. And as that chapter came to a close, a new one began. It took a minute for me to find my bearings, but the moment I stepped into this role, I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. My heart was overflowing with joy and excitement, and I hadn't felt that in a while. I have no idea what's coming next, but I know I'm ready for it. Because that's how manifestation works. With experience comes new opportunities for advancement. No one runs a marathon on a whim. You have to train yourself little by little. Choose foods that fuel your body and commit to the goal. Whether or not I cross the finish line alone doesn't matter. Because I showed up, tried my best, helped some people along the way, and never gave up. I know this journey is hard. But the more you train, the easier it'll become. Occupy your mind, body, and spirit with positive thoughts, healthy habits, and inspirational teachings. Picture yourself having everything you've ever wanted. Your deepest desires should fit seamlessly in your timeline. Manifestation comes when it's the next logical step. Whatever you ask for, the universe will provide situations that increase your ability to not only receive it, but to nurture it. If you feel a little unprepared for some of the things you're asking for, then take up a class or a new hobby. Make sure you position yourself to not only get what you want, but that you're also able to maintain it. That's all I have for you today. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. To all of my listeners, 
every time you listen to this show, you are breathing life into multiversal you. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I look forward to a long and prosperous partnership with you. Thanks again for all the support. And I leave you with these final words. Don't trip yourself up on all the information you see on the internet. Take a leap of faith and trust that the universe is working on your behalf. Put energy towards the things you can change and graciously accept the rest. It doesn't matter what your other half is doing because they have their own course to navigate. Just remember, you are the stronger of the two. If necessary, you can finish this race by yourself. God, the angels, and your guides are watching by the sidelines cheering you on and providing you with revitalizing water. There are no shortcuts in this marathon, and the gun went off a while ago. The only thing left to do is run. As always, love, peace, and light to you all.